Yeah, so it was the second lap, like it just started raining like at the end of the first lap and um, yeah, I had looked at the forecast previously and it said like a very light sprinkle. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, it shouldn't be that bad. Like I didn't do anything to prepare for rain. Like I put sunblock on cause I was just like, well, we're gonna be out here all day. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was just like a downpour. I heard some guys talking about like how much rain there was and I was like, oh, they're probably just over exaggerating. And yeah, sure enough, it rained like a downpour basically for three hours. So oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty brutal. KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor, and on this episode, we talk all about two ultra endurance races that occurred over the past couple weeks here in Michigan the Lumberjack 100 and Michigan's Coast to Coast. Later in the podcast, I chat with first place finisher of both of these races, Julie Metema. But before we get to that, joining me now, coming off the bench to help me guest co-host this episode, local cyclist and friend, Mr. Dustin Derrick. Welcome to the podcast, Dustin. Hey, Trevor. Glad to be here, man. I mean, you've we've actually heard your voice on the podcast maybe once or twice. You've done a couple call-ins. Yes. But this is the first time we've had been able to have like a podcast conversation right yeah, yeah yeah for sure i yeah i love the podcast i love calling in and i think i was uh hounding you to get a fat bike and i think <laughs> one of those calls which uh for the record i didn't see one uh i haven't been in your garage but <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't have one thanks okay. a lot for right. coming right in and uh yeah i'll, and... <laughs> I'll put you on blast right away yeah. <laughs> uh i uh i wanted dustin to come in and help with this episode because you have also uh, you also participated in the Lumberjack 100 this year, but you've also been doing a lot of cool stuff this year. So I thought maybe we could chat a little bit about, um, I don't know, your your cycling and uh, your cycling journey. But I also want to hear about Lumberjack. That's what the people want to hear. So, um, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, we can just jump right into it. Lumberjack, I, or let's let's uh, let's let's jump into Lumberjack. Um, I want to hear about your experience, and um, is have you done lumberjack before? I did. Um, I had a similar experience. Uh, lumberjack 100 was my first um, mountain bike race that I did. Yeah. To, to be clear, lumberjack 100 is a hundred mile yeah. single track endurance race, kind of up in the um, kind of upper northwest of of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, in the Manistee National Forest. It's it's awesome. Big um, M Trail. Yeah, yeah, and I was super intimidated. I think I did it in what twenty? It must have been twenty eighteen. Um, and uh, went out. Uh, so a little backstory is I went out and I just wanted to to finish it. I didn't know what I was getting into. You know, with it being kind of a tall order uh, for me, with it being my first race. And um, yeah, long story short. Uh, 
uh, go figure, hit a tree, uh, went <laughs> went flying <laughs> off the bike and uh, kind of tweaked my knee up and then spent uh, the rest of the ride. That was on, uh, I think, lap uh, two. So I think I spent the rest of it uh, pedaling one-legged to finish it out. It took me forever. Oh, my uh, goodness. It was horrible. I think, <laughs> I think it was over 12 hours of pedaling one-legged just, oh. to, just to do it because I really wanted to finish. When, and- was, the, when was the crash? Um, it was uh, lap two, so I think okay. it was about halfway through lap two. <laughs> oh lap two. man! So you, oh, but it was you like forty miles to yeah. forty-five miles. To- <laughs> it was the most. It was so not pretty. It yeah. was just. Uh, uh, yeah, not not trying to sound tough because it was just I was gritting my teeth every pedal stroke, and but anyway, got it done. So, let me too. I really wanted to. Um, uh, do it again, you know. As I yeah. kind of been progressing, I'm like, okay, I want to go back out there and put down a good, a good effort. Yeah, you know. Before we get to yeah. before we get to this year's, yeah. um, I mean, I I know you as a you you ride a lot of road cycling. Now you ride gravel. Yes, um, you, you you're riding on my old yes. uh, specialized diverge. Love so. it. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> probably so taking much better care of it than I uh, ever did. And it was pretty dirty. <laughs> With all this rain, I've been caught in the rain as we were talking a little bit earlier. I, uh, I've been getting it pretty dirty. So uh, good, good I, as you should. Yes. But uh, so I know you. Uh, you ride a lot of road. You ride um, gravel now. Um, how in 2018? How experienced were you on the single track slash mountain bike side? Uh, pretty much none. Okay. I mean, I did a couple training rides. I was on a hardtail uh, salsa timberjack. I had, I mean, with way too much tire pressure, I mean, making every mistake yeah. a mountain biker could make, but I, you know, did some good training rides, but just, you know, zero skill, uh, pretty much how I ride now. <laughs> you know, oh, please. There's <laughs> not much skill, you know, and, and that lumberjack is, uh, it can really betray you. It lulls you into a sense of feeling fast and with all these switchbacks and back and forth and dodging trees and man if you let yourself daydream for but a moment (laughs) uh it will uh snatch you up pretty quick okay that's that's what happened to me uh uh, yeah both both times both times (laughs) well let's let then let's uh so you you kind of jumped in head first in 2018 yeah um the trail got a little bit of the best of you but you 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 powered through you finished This year, let's fast forward to 2021. Yeah, um, I'm going to say you're you're a little more experienced on the uh, on the mountain uh, mountain bike side. You have a you have a great um, fast bike. Yes, a, a new Cannondale. Um, which what is it? It's a scalpel. Scalpel. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Um, and uh, I've been I've been seeing that you've been riding a bit more. So what? Uh, let's talk about this year's experience. Yeah, I mean, my my skill has improved. I mean, I have been intentionally training and, and trying to work on just overall bike handling and just, just mountain biking in general. Um, I'm not sure why I keep signing up for these mountain bike races because, like you said, I do a lot of road and gravel. And but I just I love I just love mountain biking. Mm-hmm. I, I love mountain bikers. I love the sport, and it is so challenging. Um, and one of the main reasons why I do so much road and stuff is because I can do it. I'm busy. I have three boys, and and uh, I can just roll out of my driveway and train and yeah, get sure. my workout in. Um, so. So I have been sharpening my skill. I've been sharpening my fitness, and I thought, okay, you know, this is going to be my year. I'm going to race this sucker, you know. So mm-hmm. I had a plan and plan in my mind. And uh, lap, I guess, you know, lap one, I, I did my plan. I started wave two. I figured if I got in wave one, I might overcook it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and uh, so I started wave two, and so my plan was just 
hey, sit in with the lead group of, of Wave 2. And um, I did that for lap one. It was awesome. It was fun. It was uh, pretty speedy. And I was working my plan. I come back into the tent, swap my bottles out, and uh, Chad Cottom rolls in behind me. And I'm like, whoa, Chad, what's up? And, and uh and he's like, I hit a tree. He goes, I mean, this is, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Chad Cottom, owner, operator, uh, with his wife Nicole, a spin bicycle shop. Chad's a legend, you know, on a mountain, on all bikes. But I mean, the guy can mountain bike. He's so good. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Chad, you hit a tree. He's like, yeah. I'm like, are you good? He's like, yeah. And he swaps his bottles out faster than me and takes off. And so I, uh, Hop back on the trail and uh, and catch up to him and and so we're riding together and uh, enjoying uh, uh, the the race and all of a sudden it monsoons. I mean, it starts pouring <laughs> rain. I, I, and so I don't I, mean to, I don't I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, I mean we talk uh, about this with Julie as well about how both these weekends saw some of the worst rainy conditions. Yeah. Um. So I was get of course I wanted to know when the rain hit. For your race. Yeah. So for me, it was lap two, pretty much towards the beginning, I think, of it. And uh, so we're riding and and I'm already riding outside of my pay grade because if you have, for those of you that are similar to me, if you have like decent legs but don't have a deep skill set, it can get pretty sketchy <laughs> mountain biking because you feel like you can go faster. Right. And so you, you're, at least for me, I'm constantly writing checks. My handling cannot cash. Hey man, you and me both. And so, uh, and so as it started to rain, I started to get nervous. And, uh, cause I, I basically went from, you know, making a decision that I probably should dial it back because I didn't want to repeat of, of my first year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, here we go. We're 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 cooking along. To, and ch- somehow uh, it must have been, uh, I don't know how, but Chad was was behind me and he was right on my wheel. So I'm like, well, we're just gonna ride this together. And and we were still putting down a decent effort, um, but you know, we were just riding on that edge of control. And I'm sure it was much easier for Chad. And but for me, I was on that edge of like, I'm gonna still put down a good effort, but I'm gonna ride safe and. Uh, it wasn't safe enough. <laughs> we're we're cooking through this uh, particular uh, section before the aid station. For those of you that do the race, you'll kind of know this area. And there's just a series of quick switch switchbacks with these tight trees. Uh, and uh, I'm whipping through the best I can. And my bar catches a tree and uh, sends me across the trail. And I stop into a tree like a cartoon character. I mean, it... <laughs> I oh, no. like like a cartoon character that hits a tree and it's, their arms and legs are out straight <laughs> and like they don't fall or move. Oh I just like a magnet just bang and I hit this tree and I literally say out loud, uh, I'm done because I heard a snapping noise. Oh no. And when I hit the tree, I yell, I'm done. And, uh, and Chad's like, oh my gosh. And he's like, the aid station's right up the trail. Are you good? I'm like, I'm good. I can get to, you know, if I got to walk or crawl, I'm good. I can get to the aid station. And he's like, okay, see you later. <laughs> he, he takes off. And uh, so uh, he goes up and another rider uh, told the aid station, hey, there's a rider down back there. And so I hop on my bike and I kind of one arm pedal to the aid station. And I stop and I kind of take a, an assessment and I'm like, you know what? I don't feel that bad. I mean, I'm it hurts, but you know, it's okay. And, and they're like, are you what do you need? And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to continue. You know, I think I'm going to continue. So 
I start pedaling in. That was a mistake because about two miles in uh, from the aid station, I just start my my shoulder just starts killing. Oh me. no! And so I uh, I gutted out to uh, uh, finish out lap two, and uh, decided to call it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, come find out, I took a chip out of my shoulder. I broke my shoulder, uh, uh, my humerus, a chunk out of my humerus. So yeah. There's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so again, it kind of got the best of you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had to feel, I don't know if you felt good, but did you feel better that you it was a true injury, that like an actual broken bone that made you stop instead of just a bruise? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because, I mean, the, the uh, another funny part is I... It wasn't like an easy decision to not finish. So I'm standing there at the tent and there, we had some friends of ours that were there uh, from from Epic, uh, Epic Mountain Bike a group that I didn't know were watching me at the spin tent. And so I would, I was trying to decide to go out on lap three if I just wanted to finish or not. And I was struggling because I'm like, well, I've already finished this race in that fashion. We're grinding it out, you know? And, and so I'm like... <sighs> I wanted to race it, you know, but yeah, let's not not finish. So I would take my bottles off. And I'm like, no, you're not going out. And I put them back on. I take my <laughs> helmet off. I put it back on. I literally did that for 15 minutes. Oh my gosh! Standing at the tent, and they were watching me, laughing their head off because they were like, "He's gonna go back out. No, he's not. He's gonna stay. He's <laughs> gonna go back out. No, he's not. He's gonna, you know, he's done." And uh, I finally called my wife, uh, and I'm like, "Hey, I, I'm thinking about doing this." She's a nurse, so I'm like, I, I'm in some pain, but I don't know. And and she's she's super supportive, and she knows if I'm calling her, considering not finishing, something must something, be up. Something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's like, well, just make the best decision if it, you know, if you, it's up to you. And and I ultimately decided to to call it. So yeah, yeah, and it was the right decision at that point. What what was the rain situation like? Uh, it was uh, drying up. And, oh really? Uh, yeah, lap three was okay. uh, was pretty good, uh, and uh, that trail drains really well. And uh, so yeah, lap three was uh, pretty nice. The sun was out, so oh, it was luring. It was luring me. Oh Come man. on, come on, you know. And uh, it was really tough. It well, I know, I know. I mean, a lot of people had a difficult time. Uh, conditions were rough, uh, and that of course played a big part in like the the bikes were just getting trashed yeah um drive trains were yeah. a mess yeah and then whether it was your bike failing or your body failing yeah. um one or the other yeah. i you spoke about chad yeah chad uh, unfortunately had to pull out as well yeah but i did want to mention him because um then he turned around the very next week and rode the coast to coast 200 yeah. which i think uh is extremely admirable it's amazing <laughs> anyone that started that stupid race was <laughs> oh i mean speaking of rain but uh but yeah so Totally unfortunate that I I feel your pain about being uh, at that point of do I continue, do I not continue. It sounds like in retrospect it was the smart decision, yeah. but I, I can understand how, how difficult that is. And then for me too to see um, your progress, uh, I know that you would have just crushed it. And you would have been able to really, it's, if the conditions were great, you know, if, 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 yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> like given good conditions, I know that you're super strong and, uh, you would have, you would have, I mean, not only been able to ride stronger than you, you had in 2018, but you would, you would have just put down a really good time. So I'm, I'm, I'm bummed for you, <laughs> but, uh, but luckily, uh, I've seen you've been riding since, so it hasn't been an injury that has really sidelined you too much. Yeah. 
Um, how's it feeling now? It's it's doing well. And uh, you know the the funny thing is is like I really haven't taken too much time off. Uh, so the doctors are like, well, you, I just tell told them I'm like I want to keep training, and they're like we want to put you in the sling. They're like, but if you want to keep training. Don't wear one because it'll stiffen you up. And I'm uh-huh. like, yay. And so I just been doing, you know, I've avoided the mountain bike and I, I just did a gravel ride yesterday and, and I've just been kind of spinning on the road easy. And, uh, but I, I do want to say, you know, it was, it's not really doom and gloom. I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to finish, but from a, just a personal standpoint and it felt good to be back out there and to be in a different state as far as you know fitness and yeah. riding skill and 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 going out there at least that lap it's funny the things that stand out as cyclists you know it's ridiculous the, that lap one i just was so happy because yeah. it was neat to feel strong and fit and riding with you know other yeah. people that are better than me as usual um and that's what i'm taking away from it you know i'm just i'm holding on to that that first strong lap where i was like okay that gives you at least a glimpse of what might have been and i'll hang my hat on that and give it another shot at some point well and (laughs) and that's important to come out of it with a little bit of uh extra motivation and positivity because you're not necessarily only looking to next year's coast to coast, no. or not. Sorry, next year's lumberjack. Right. Um, there's another big race that <laughs> I, oh no, I believe oh, that no. you are signed up for for this year, maybe in September sometime, yeah. maybe yeah. in the UP. Um, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yes, I am registered for the Margie Gessick 100. Um, yeah. It's- so this is all part of a. A progression towards a uh, kind of the pinnacle race for your for your season, I assume. Yeah, I I, I don't do a ton uh, a ton of racing. I I like to. Um, I'm just you know I'm busy, so I, I don't do a ton of it. And uh, I signed up for that race. I was supposed to do it in 2020. It haunted my entire year coming up to it. <laughs> um, I, anybody who has signed up for that race for the first time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it has consumed my ever waking moment. And then of course, 2020 comes in and I have to wait another year. Um, you did, you did do crusher, uh, I did. The crusher 100 last yeah, year. Yeah, I did the crusher hundred last year, which, which was, was probably a pretty good, like introduction to riding in the, in the UP a little bit for you. Yeah, it was, that was the most fun I've ever had on two wheels. Uh, the Crusher 100 was just insane. And, uh, I just was giddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a riot. And so it gave me a taste for all those uh, people that have done the Margie user listening and going, listen, man, you don't know. I, 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 <laughs> I, I get it. I, I get it a little bit that that's not comparable. Uh, uh, but at least gave me a little bit of a taste and, uh, uh yeah, so I I'm staring down the barrel of the Margie 100, and yeah, just gonna send it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah, you gonna do any more, uh, some single track like some some big days over at Pado or something like that to really get yourself ready for. Uh, <laughs> Maybe just getting a little more comfortable in the woods. Yeah, I'm gonna head over to Pato. I'm gonna go to Torn Shirt and do a couple laps okay. on the Torn Shirt Trail, which uh, uh, Mitch DeYoung said is good. I was picking his brain. I'm like, hey, if I can't make it up to the UP to do a bunch of training, uh, what's some good training? And he's like, yeah, Torn Shirt's a, you know, it's not not near as treacherous, mm-hmm. but at least will uh, the uh, make you uh, hit climbs over and over again that are more unforgiving. So. 
Uh, so yeah, gonna gonna definitely do that. Gonna snap up the training, uh, taking the mountain bike into the shop today, <laughs> get it tuned <laughs> up, and uh, back on the back in the dirt here coming up the next few weeks. So well, man, I I applaud you for uh, putting a crazy goal out there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what we all do. We put these crazy goals out, and we we work toward those goals. And and like you said, whether or not you finish the day of, it's a lot about getting yourself prepared and uh, prepared mentally, prepared physically yeah. um, for riding something like like Margie Gessick or, or whatever your goal is. A lot of people's goals was, were like coast to coast was a goal, you know, right. like a, and um, so, yeah, I applaud you for putting that goal out <laughs> there. And as long as I've known you uh, for the maybe like three years ish now yeah, yeah. Um, and we've been riding together every year, every season, I see you getting stronger, more confident. Um, uh, stronger and stronger rider. This whole journey of cycling um, has kind of been a bigger journey for you yes. in terms of health and wellness. Um, and then I, I saw not too long ago that there was an article in Bicycling Magazine yeah. about your your journey of health and uh, and and weight loss. You might yeah. if I say that. Like, oh no, absolutely. Um, and uh, I just want to quickly ask you about how you know this. This uh, working towards something like Margie or um, Lumberjack, how that kind of works into your bigger journey of, of health. Yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, kind of been kind of crazy. I mean, I don't know how deep of a dive you want to go into this, but... Well, let's talk. And, and, and if you talk too much, I'll just cut it all out. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But I have to say, I have to rewind just a touch because I left out a key point of the lumberjack and i'm so sorry to do that to you chad and i hit the same tree <laughs> did we hit this exact same tree and that was a that's a huge part i know chad would kick me for not not mentioning that well yet. do you think it was a <laughs> I, it sounds like it might have been a chad curse because he was right on your wheel <laughs> right. do you think if he, if he wasn't there well or is it that you know the old prop you know, like if it if two guys hit the same tree in Ooh, the woods on a mountain bike does, race does a, their bones make a sound when they break <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, you know that old that old uh, <laughs> yeah no but anyway so yeah we're gonna uh, go back cut it down make it into a footstool and uh yeah no, as you should no, i'm kidding uh so no anyway yeah so uh b- back to your your other question sure. so yeah I, I i know you and i think a lot of other people that know me don't know me seven years ago sure and uh, me seven years ago i was uh, about 130 pounds heavier okay and uh i never weighed myself at my heaviest and so i i don't i i say i lost somewhere between 125 and 130 pounds and uh started out um just uh i was i started running um because i was uh, so out of shape and uh, i was um, I tried that and uh, started running like I did when I was 19. I thought I knew how to run and tore my calf muscle. And tore so, your calf? Tore my calf oh muscle. My I was out for my third run uh, after years of uh, trying to get the, the motivation. And I went out in my third run and I felt like somebody hit me in the back of the leg with a baseball oh bat. Oh my gosh. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we talk about this often. Don't run. <laughs> and I, the, the funny thing is, is I actually... 
well, that took me out of the game. I, I was I got really down on myself after that. It was took me like another year. Uh, I went to ended up at MSU Sports Medicine. They're like, you have real scar tissue, uh, a lot of scar tissue in your legs. You're never going to be an endurance athlete. Huh. You know, oh, so geez. so they told me. Yeah, and uh, they were wrong. And anyway, so I. Uh, I was really down. It took me like another year to start again, but I did it the right way. You know, I went to uh, the local running store, got some good shoes, took their uh, running classes. Uh-huh. I know it's not a running podcast, but and then started the right way and uh, got some uh, good form and uh, did that consistently for a year and uh, started to lose some weight, changed my diet, um, cut out the, the garbage and started eating healthy. And uh, then I bought a bike for cross training. And I'm like, oh, let's try the cycling thing, you know, for for cross training. And uh, that was game over. Uh, <laughs> once I started cycling, I uh, never really looked back uh, right. to running. I, I fell in love. I, I fell in love with all forms of, of cycling and let that kind of uh, take over my life uh, and weave, weave uh, into every aspect of my life. Yeah. And, um, and so I just I, I love I love cycling and, and it helps uh uh, with uh, the staying fit and I just love it for all the benefits you know I ride fat bikes in the winter and mountain bike and gravel and road whatever whatever I can do I just I just love it and uh, so yeah um, yeah that's basically uh, basically it and it hasn't been any looking back I guess that's that's amazing <laughs> and what it's such a cool story and I you know cycling has so many benefits yeah um, just like being out in the woods being outside uh but but health and wellness and and being able to make that total change in your life. Yeah. Um, so I mean, great, <laughs> great work. I don't know. Like, like it's just it's just a very it's very motivating yeah. for for all of us that um, you know if you if, if you really have the motivation then you then just go after it and it's not just a goal of I'm going to complete March Gessick. It's I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to change my life and I'm going to be a healthier person. Um, I, I, I do wonder, you know, a lot of times we talk about in cycling or in, in uh, fitness, you know, talk about all the 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 ways that you are better fit mm-hmm. um, as a person. But I'm, 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 I'm curious, though, how maybe how you seven years ago, um, maybe on a, on a mental side, mm-hmm. um, on an emotional side, yeah. how you have how you have grown from that person. I don't, I don't mean to get too, too personal, but I, the, I think the biggest benefit of cycling is the, is for me is, is that mental, um, I, I I don't know exactly what to say. It's just, it, I need it for, for my sanity and, uh, and to, to really, uh, stay strong mentally throughout the week or throughout the, throughout the month. So, I see a big long journey like like you have gone through, mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering coming out the other side as a fitter, healthier person. Yeah, do you see that also uh, <laughs> helping in, in so many other aspects of your life? At 150 yeah. percent. I mean, what started the journey, and I, and I will be so bold as to say anybody else that may be you know thinking about you know changing their life to, to become fitter. It's at a 100% an inside job first. I mean, you have to ask yourself a question. When has it become okay to not take care of yourself and why? And I started doing that. And uh, and once I could acknowledge and, and realize that I'm a 
you know, I'm worth taking care of. I'm worthy of, of, of eating well and exercising and making time for it, no matter how busy uh, life is. You know, once you do that, uh, that's the platform and foundation to health and wellness. It's if you don't understand or, or have a reason why you want to do it, um, I don't see it sticking. And for me, that's what that's what it was. And and I'm like started to believe that I could be healthy. I could be fit. And it wasn't just for other people. It just wasn't for elite athletes. It's for the everyday, you know, person. And and uh, to not uh, to just accept that. And and so as I did, you know, start to to believe that I, you know, I, the cycling started to happen. I went to my first group ride, and I was so scared, and it was with spin and. And uh, I started to believe that maybe I belonged there. You know, I started to believe that well, maybe maybe I can be a cyclist too. And I watched the people go on sprints and going, "What in the world is that? How is that humanly possible to be able to ride fast like that?" And and uh, so, uh, but just staying in it and 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 allowing yourself to change and progress and being consistent and all those things that most people know, but. Um, to actually do them has has been um, so uh, I, I don't know it's just been such a, a great thing like you're you're talking about mentally I, I, my wife will tell you I'm I'm a different person in so many different ways as in I I'm just more patient um, I'm uh, less agitated <laughs> <laughs> I, I just it's you know health is one of those things that will benefit every single area of your life and if it's cycling or yoga or whatever it is you choose to do, um, it is a worthy, uh, uh, a worthy venture because it will pay off in every other area of your area of your life. Yeah. And um, so um, it makes me a better father. It makes me a better husband. It makes me a better person um, because not only because I can physically walk around the mall all day or take my kids mountain biking mm-hmm. or play kickball in the yard or whatever it is and then go out and smash a 40 mile ride and come back and do it all over again i mean i wasn't able to do those things yeah. and it was starting to really catch up with me you know my body hurt all over all the time and that makes you a person that uh can be less fun to be around i mean if you're constantly tired and constantly anxious and constantly feeling like you need to do something and change but not doing it it's much better to be on the other side and be like wow uh i did something i feel better i i i am able to be um the best version of yourself you know um so yeah (laughs) yeah and so that that's i mean that's so well put and uh yeah uh i think stories like yours and so many stories like like others uh what i love about cycling um yes running yes there's other sports but there's something accessible that if you have a bike Mm -hmm. um no matter if you're 80 years old or you know like you can jump on a bike and it's it's I think there is an accessibility that uh, um, you can ride a bike your whole life, and yeah. you can and use cycling as a way to get fit. You know, no matter where you are on the spectrum of of age or health, um, yeah. there, there's there's a way to get into it somehow and yeah. use that to um, to change your life. I guess. Yeah, it, it it really is, and 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 it's funny because it's not something where. 
I showed up and bought a bike and just went out and started you know do, doing these amazing things i i would go on an eight mile ride and thought i just like you know it was the most epic adventure right, ever right. and i'm wearing the jersey that doesn't fit on my craigslist bike that was a few hundred bucks and my helmet's sideways and <laughs> i mean it's it was it was bad i mean i have pictures of me and i look back and it's hilarious i look like a marshmallow i'm wearing this white jersey i was out of shape and and it was it's funny you know and then you, one of the one of the really cool things about cycling and about people who who like to challenge themselves is it is there is no end because like when I first did my first group ride and I watched the people go fast and I thought I was riding fast and then I watched what they did and I thought wow and so then I kept working and then I started to be able to participate and then Brett Miller goes hey you should come to a Tuesday a Tuesday night ride and I'm like oh what's that and he's like well it's 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 fast and I'm like oh okay I'll try that <laughs> and so I was terrified because you know I'm I was you know if you've been so out of shape you don't have confidence with physical things you still view yourself you I viewed myself as that you know much heavier out of shape guy for so long just because you start to lose weight doesn't mean your perspective of yourself has instantly changed and so I show up to a Tuesday mortified. I'm just so scared. <laughs> and uh, and uh, sure enough, off they go, you know, on the rollout. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> and uh, first sprint point, I, I literally was thinking, how are, I mean, they're humans and I'm a human. How can they do that on a i'm on a bike they're on a bike i mean what is happening here are they all just on horse steroids or something yeah. what is happening and so but but a horse steroids. <laughs> something crazy and so but the great thing is about cycling is is if you, if you can muster up the courage to keep riding with people better than you keep signing up for things that are out of your skill level comfort zone margie gessick 100 and um <laughs> and and just keep showing up and keep getting battered and dropped and, and embarrassed, you know, but uh, the cycling community is great anyway, so they're pretty forgiving. But, you know, you just keep showing up and keep showing up and keep getting dropped and then you get dropped less, then you get dropped less. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I did OK. Oh, my gosh, I did all right at this point. I made it halfway. I made it three quarters of the way. Um, it It is such a worthy undertaking because you'll start to believe that you that it is for you it, it is that that this sport is for everyone and if you're interested in becoming better becoming faster becoming stronger it, it can happen for you it's not reserved for the elite few yes. it's not it really isn't uh just just stay in it stay have courage just yeah. show up be dorky not know what you're doing yeah. and show up and keep showing up and keep showing up and, and I, keep riding i think an important thing there and i kind of talk about it with julie with uh with women cycling too is find a community of people that will support you that will push you yes. but then also um, make it easy for you to to come in and not make you feel intimidated and that intimidation factor yeah it's always there but it yeah. doesn't need to be yeah because there are places and avenues for every anyone on any range of, of, of their cycling ability to come in and enjoy cycling with others or by themselves. Um, it's it's all there. Um, I just I just want to say that the the journey 
that you've kind of the story that you've laid out is is pretty incredible mm. and inspiring and I appreciate you sharing that and I love the fact that it goes from uh tearing your calf I don't <laughs> love that you tore your calf but like <laughs> buying a buying a bike for um cross training yeah. and then fast forward to honestly making <laughs> doing some dumb things like <laughs> like lumberjack 100 not dumb but you know yeah. what i mean and uh and margie gessick so just where cycling can take you it can take you to some pretty fascinating incredible amazing and sometimes slightly stupid places yeah but uh i just i absolutely love that so thank you for sharing about lumberjack and about your cycling journey your journey of health and man good luck for margie gessick Hey, thanks. I'm going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, Trevor. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Now let's hear from Julie Medema about her two incredible rides, both first places at Lumberjack and Coast to Coast 100. Thank you for uh, joining me on this riverbank in Ionia. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> it's a pretty good place to, to record a podcast. Yeah. Um, in the last uh, month or so, we've had a pretty uh, two big races out of Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, I talked about them a little bit on the last podcast, and I was hoping that we get a chance to talk with someone who had done either one or yeah. even better both for sure and i was talking to you julie about um well you had gr a great well you had great success in both races yeah but uh yeah let's talk a little bit about the lumberjack 100 and coast mm -hmm. to coast 100 you did the 100 yep so i'm guessing if you're from michigan you probably know about these races but can you kind of give um us a rundown of each of these let's start with lumberjack what is lumberjack so Lumberjack is a 100-mile uh, mountain bike race. So it's in Big, Big M Manistee National Forest. So it's like 90% single track. So it's pretty unique in that. Um, yeah, there's not much pavement except for the start and then a couple two tracks. But it's pretty cool just to ride single track like pretty much all day. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a pretty cool race because it's like the trails are super fast and flowy. So, like, my average speed was, like, 12 and a half miles an hour or something wow. for 100 miles. So that's pretty cool to have some, you know, space where you can just, like, basically just, yeah, ride fast all day. So The, uh, and it's several laps, correct? Yep. So it's three 33-mile loops. There's two aid stations. So I think it's a great way to start out doing, like, a 100-mile race because... Like, you're never far from water or food or, you know, resupplies, too. So you can always stop. Obviously, it's faster if you stop the least amount as possible. But, yeah, it's always cool to stop and just say hi to all the volunteers at the aid stations and stuff, too. They're always super friendly and helpful and have lots of good snacks. So a very popular race. Yep. And... Um is definitely great to have it again this year. I think it was missed last year. Yep. Um, and then on the, right on the heels of this race mm -hmm. comes one of the most popular gravel races mm -hmm. in Michigan, the Coast to Coast. Yep. Um, so you did the Coast to Coast 100. Yep. I was actually signed up for the 200, but after Lumberjack, like 
my knees were slightly achy and sure. I was like, I don't know if I should just like slog through mud, just like kept looking at the forecast and just seeing the forecast just get worse and worse and just seeing those muddy roads. So I was like, well, 200 miles is hard enough uh, if you have like good conditions. So yeah, for muddy conditions, it might be a little tricky. And after thinking about it for a while, it's like, well, 100 miles sounds pretty fun, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy to think that the 100 mile mm. is the shorter yep. distance. <laughs> right. At so first it's either... I was like, oh, it seems like kind of an afterthought to have an under 100 miler. But then I was like, well, Barry 100 miler is like really cool to just like explore a different region. And Matt always puts together really cool routes. So, so the, um, the I think on the Saturday was the 200 mile, which yep. rained all day, exactly. really muddy. <laughs> it's like carnage of people and bike parts everywhere. Yep. Um, what was the, uh, you guys, what kind of weather did you have for? Was, yeah, the 100 mile race, that's another was on the, reason. Was on Sunday was the on next Sunday, day. Yeah. So it was like perfect conditions, like started out at like 60s and they said there might be some rain in the forecast, but yeah, like all the sandy patches were basically just like rideable because we got so much rain the day before and yeah, just didn't really have to slog through a bunch of mud. There were a couple major puddles, but other than that, like a couple people were complaining about the conditions and I was just like, are you serious? Like <laughs> if you watched any of the 200 milers, like I would not say anything bad about these conditions. So I'm, I'm going to be jumping all around, but uh, I want to go back to Lumberjack. Yeah. Um, I actually think there should be a, uh, a special, like, award or a buckle for people that do both <laughs> of these. And I was thinking it should be, like, called Lumber Coast yeah. or Coast Jack <laughs> or something like that. I'm not sure. But, uh, but it's super cool to, to do both of them. Have you yeah. done um, Lumberjack in the past? Yep. This is my third year. Okay. Yep. So it's a pretty big team event. Um, I'm on the Founders Mountain Bike Team. So a um, bunch of Founders people help put it on and are at the event. So sure. it's cool just because there's a bunch of Grand Rapids people. And um, yeah, there's a little bit of rivalry amongst the teammates too. So of course, yeah, Good. it was cool to be able to take first place ladies, but also getting first place for the Founders team was something I wasn't really aspiring towards, but <laughs> realized at the end everyone was behind me so <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know that's the great thing about um being a part of a team is mm -hmm. not only the support you get but then that's kind of like in team rivalries yep. that you can have yeah that just i mean it's it's just more motivation for yep. for everyone how long have you been riding for founders uh, about three years okay mm -hmm. how long have you been like gravel grinding and such uh, I didn't get a gravel bike right away, but, um, yeah. Kinda. Are you more mountain bikes? Yeah, or? I like mountain biking first, but, yeah, I like, you know, exploring on the gravel bike, too. is a good way to just, like, get some long rides in and, yeah, get off the beaten path. I heard that, um, of course, Coast to Coast was, was wet and muddy. You had a little bit of better conditions for Coast to Coast, but Lumberjack, of course, also had rain yeah um when did you experience the rain didn't it come kind of later in the day yeah so it was the second lap like it just started raining like at the end of the first lap and um yeah i had looked at the forecast previously and it said like a very light sprinkle and so i was like <laughs> oh it shouldn't be that bad like i didn't 
do anything to prepare for rain. Like I put sunblock on because I was just like, well, we're going to be out here all day. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was just like a downpour. I heard some guys talking about like how much rain there was. And I was like, oh, they're probably just over exaggerating. And yeah, sure enough, it rained like a downpour basically for three hours. So oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it was pretty slow and just like slippery. Like it was hard to actually even go fast because you're just like sliding so much. Sure. And, you know, we don't ride in wet conditions much because it's bad for the trails. So it took me a minute to like get used to how much brakes I needed to use and stuff like that. But there was a big train of guys behind me and I was like, well, nobody seems to be grumbling or complaining about the speed. So I guess I'm just going to keep leading these guys through the woods and <laughs> <laughs> yeah a couple guys mentioned like oh this is such a great pace and yeah most of the day I had like a train of like 10 to 15 guys behind me perfect <laughs> so I didn't get as dirty as anybody else <laughs> everybody was like why are you so clean like well I was in the front I was in the basically. front <laughs> <laughs> what uh what tires were you riding and follow-up were they sufficient for the mud or do you now wish yeah. you would have uh, rolled with something different. Right. Yeah, I had um, Bond Tranker um, XTR, like the X1 in the front and XTR2 in the back. Um, or actually, swap those. Um, but basically, yeah, the second lap, I was like, maybe I should have put a beefier tire on, but realistically, it was just a third of the race where it was slippery and everybody was sliding around. So yeah, bigger tire. I don't know if it would have been an advantage. So, yeah. How many hours are you talking from for for the uh, lumberjack? Yeah. So these were some of the slowest times ever. I was trying to beat eight hours, but I was like eight oh nine this year. So. Okay. Still. A yeah. Crazy long day. Yep. In for the sure. Saddle. Yeah. A lot of people are out there for ten, twelve hours. So. How do you do with endurance rides? I mean, you said you've done lumberjack a few times, so yep. you're, you're used to some of these eight-hour rides. Yep. Um, is that something you normally gravitate toward, or, I mean, being a mountain biker? I mean, like, do you, I mean, are you, like, a Margie person, like, aspiring, or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never done Margie. I've always wanted to do it, but typically we do, like, a family trip out west, so um, that time of year, but it would be cool because I like the more technical um, mm -hmm. type of racing but yeah I think I just like doing endurance stuff because it's just fun to ride all day but I don't mind doing shorter stuff as well so there's so many different uh, variables when it goes into these endurance rides and we mm -hmm. talk about all these this different stuff but yeah so gear for your bike but how, what about like nutrition um, mm -hmm. how did you have that dialed or uh, yeah. would, what would you do different so I did Mohican uh, two weeks ahead of time um, oh, nice. down in Ohio. Yeah. So that was actually perfect prep for uh, Lumberjack because, yeah, it's a long race. It's pretty technical, and you can test out all your nutrition. Um, Mohican was super hot, so um, and they added a bunch more single track, so I didn't end up eating, like, more than, I think, a couple hundred calories, actually, for a seven-hour race. Oh, my. Jeez. And yeah, it was more just like what I had in my bottles because it was so hot that you just like want to drink more. And I just like didn't have time to like take my hands off the bars to eat much. So um, at least for Lumberjack, there's some little sections that um, you can just like eat on the gravel sections or two tracks. So 
I usually just like put a little extra um, like drink mix in my bottles. So like use Tailwind because you can layer that on pretty. Mm -hmm. uh, just like concentrated and it doesn't taste disgusting and you know it works well with my system and um, then I actually ate like a whole peanut butter and jelly because I've been discovering that works pretty good and just like some granola bars and shot blocks stuff like that so nice. try to keep on top of nutrition but yeah it's not always the easiest if it's hot and stuff like that so now besides the rain and the mm -hmm. conditions Anything during Lumberjack that, uh, like, some any, any real difficult spots? I mean, eight hours is a long time, right. so you can kind of go through a whole uh, roller coaster of... Right. <laughs> yeah, I was just more concerned about, like, mechanicals and stuff like that, because everything was, like, crunch, 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 and I didn't want to lose my brakes and stuff like that, so I was more just, yeah, concerned about not like pushing my chain too hard so sure. I ended up walking a couple hills at certain points just because it was like so much drain but yeah I was able to get my bike washed down at one point which helped and it was yeah it was pretty smooth sailing I feel like I felt pretty good like the whole time and <clears throat> I feel like the second lap it was just like you couldn't go very hard so it was almost like a rest and then third lap it was hero dirt so just was able to push hard and pass a couple people nice. for that too. So yeah. Well, congratulations on Lumberjack. Thanks. Super, super great to yeah. hear how well you did. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward or rewind, I'm not sure which one we would say, to Coast to Coast yeah. a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Um, you did the 100, which was on Sunday. Going into it, you said you, you, you had a little bit of fatigue in your legs. So as you're going to the line how, how was your confidence level especially coming off a pretty big win I would I would say mm -hmm. um, were you looking at it as you're gonna be competitive or this is just gonna be a fun day yeah I was just like this feels a little bit strange I feel like I'm riding like the 18 miler at Barry or something where it's like <laughs> it's there but it's like I don't know if there's gonna be much competition or whatever but it turned out that you know, my legs still felt pretty good and I just wanted to stay with like the lead guys as long as possible. And um, I was not sure who like ladies wise was like in the mix because there's so many different ladies and I didn't really take the time to look up if there was any major competition. So just kind of went in blind a little bit and just basically thought of it as like a fun adventure day and yeah, found some good groups to work with. So. I was able to keep up a pretty good pace and rode with groups mostly, yeah, the whole day except for just taking a couple of wrong turns. So <laughs> that was a little unfortunate. <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> it's basically, yeah, you find your own way except for funky two tracks and stuff. But, um, yeah, I followed some bike packers when it was, like, rainy and misty and... I saw a bunch of people turning left and realized, oh, I'm off course and my Garmin is not wrong. <laughs> so. Your car's not. Yeah. Um, tell me more about the course because the the 200 course starts in Augray, goes to yep. Ludington, mm -hmm. um, kind of famously sandy, yep. or this year was muddy, sandy, mm -hmm. um, two track, um, seasonal roads. Does the 100 give you kind of a... a 
a little bit of the same experience? I would think so. Um, it's basically just like a little bit of pavement to get out. Um, Starts in Ludington, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then there's a bunch of gravel and then about 30 miles in the two track starts. So like everybody's stuck together in the lead group um, until that two track and then the lead guys just like tore off and I was just like trying to hang on their back wheel and I was just like, I'm at 184 heart rate. Like, <laughs> I don't think this is good at 30 miles for a hundred mile race. So I'm just going to let them go and just, yeah, maybe ride by myself for a little bit. And yeah, I was a little confused because I knew there was a bunch of sand and yeah, why go 20 miles an hour through a bunch of sand and yeah, I ended up just catching a bunch of them like in all the nasty sand pits because I had the legs to just like keep pedaling as opposed to a bunch of them had to get off and walk. So I passed a bunch of guys there and then nice. met up with a little group and just ended up working together. Um, that would have been me, by the way. I would have <laughs> went too yeah. fast and then had to walk through the sand. Right, <laughs> exactly. I was just like, why is everyone so excited for the two tracks? Like... <laughs> Yeah, let's all just calm down and just be a little smarter. But yeah, I think people get a little excited sometimes. So you were, um, did you end up finding a group towards the end and you kind of rolled the rest of the way? Uh, so after the first wrong turn, um, this group met up with me and another guy. And um, yeah, so we rode with them for a while. They're like this huge, huge team from uh Chicago and so they were just like super organized just like you know keeping this little group together were there any women in this group no okay. I never saw a female the whole race okay yeah so I wasn't sure if you know those wrong turns if someone had passed me so yeah I was just basically in the mentality of just like push hard like basically the whole time and see how it all shakes out but um like I would ask some of the guys and a couple of them thought that they were some ladies in the lead group, like which I had road, never yeah. seen them. But, sure. um, so I was pretty confident. I was in the front, but just wanted to work with people as long as possible. But yeah, I got dropped because there was like these like chatter bumps and I took the wrong line and they were gone. <laughs> I was just like, well, I guess I'm riding by myself for a bit and took that wrong turn and navigated back to the course. Luckily, I saw Rob Mendering on the side yeah. of the road and asked him uh, what position I was in and I was happy to know I didn't have to chase down anybody at mile 90 because oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was by myself and you know not feeling 100% but <laughs> so you fit uh, the last few miles you just rolled in by yourself then uh, actually one other guy came up um, the last five miles and was hauling ass so I was just like I'm gonna try to stick on this guy's wheel and ride with him for a little bit and we worked together and came through like nice. you know, 20 25 mile an hour average the last five miles so nice. that was a cool way to end the race there i 100 miles is such an interesting distance because yep. i mean you can be out there you know anywhere from five hours <laughs> to seven hours right um, yep did, did you plan on stopping or refueling or did you just pack everything um, so there was one aid station, and luckily my husband um, was already planning on helping me for the 200-mile race, so he was also out there to get me, you know, a couple more bottles and uh, washed my bike down and everything, 
and then just kept rolling through. I probably could have just used, like, they had some uh, bottled water and stuff, so it wasn't super necessary to stop, but yeah. Yeah, if it's there. Right, yep. So that was nice, but it's interesting for, yeah, a six-hour race. I really didn't have to stop much, and yeah, just more used to just keeping on rolling at this point and it's obviously a major advantage to not stop so do you have any regrets to not doing the 200 no (laughs) (laughs) not one (laughs) I think I already knew that (laughs) Uh, yeah I mean kudos to anyone that crashed crossed the finish line like that was a tough day like I talked to a bunch of people and they said you know the first hundred miles are supposed to be like the fast miles and it's just like they're slogging through like four inch deep mud and Mm -hmm. it's just like they're going back and forth sliding around and yeah just seemed pretty brutal yeah some people were saying the first hundred miles was like the hardest hundred miles they've ever done exactly and then they had to do another hundred yeah I, i i mean i'm so impressed with the people that even started right um i don't know if I if I signed up if I would have had that yeah. m- motivation or if I would have just been stubborn and have done it. But, right. Um, yeah. Would I you... mean, it just depends. Like, if that's like a major thing you've been looking forward to. Like for me, it was like, oh, it would be cool to ride like 200 miles on gravel. Like I've done like EV 100, which is like a <clears throat> race that basically everybody on our team does, with, like Egypt Valley, mm-hmm. just doing 100 miles. So it's like that's 10 hours like if you do 10 hours on a road bike or on gravel like how far could you go so that it'd be cool just to do that sort of event but yeah it's like well I don't really want to just trash my bike and possibly have like injuries like that are gonna take a long time to heal from oh yeah too so and your did your mountain bike come out pretty unscathed from Lumberjack, or did you have yeah. some work to do to it? Well, luckily we waited to, like, change any new parts, because it was, like, on the border of, should we put a new cassette and chain on? But oh, I was God. like, yeah. eh, let's just not. Let's just trash the brand Yeah, new. exactly. <laughs> so, luckily we waited and just switched everything over, but we did do the City Slicker this weekend, and it was like, Maybe a couple more parts need to be changed because <laughs> there's still some funky noises going on. So, For either of these events, anything you would have done differently? We talked about tires possibly for mm-hmm. Lumberjack. What about for uh, Coast to Coast? Not really. Um, a couple guys were commenting like, oh, what tire width do you have? I was like, uh, 47s? Like, I feel like they didn't really know about much sand or anything, and I was prepared to just like deal with the 200 mile event which i know has a lot of sand so um that's, yeah that's pretty big what bike are you riding uh the warbird oh, okay um, yep. yeah so you can fit so yeah i yeah just was experimenting a little bit with those tires and yeah i don't have a lot of sand to ride in around grand rapids area but they seemed like they were good enough and yeah just do a little bit of two tracks like Matt's courses around Lake Barry and stuff like mm-hmm. that and seemed to get a little bit of practice at least so it's always helpful. So you did Mohican mm-hmm. and then you had uh, some pretty great races with Lumberjack and Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if those if you were targeting those maybe in retrospect you could say those were your A races for the year and just kind of call the rest a, a wash <laughs> but uh, what uh, 
what is your kind of a race for the for the season or it was it in the past or, or are you looking forward to something right. else coming up yeah so my brother uh, does a lot of coaching with me so <clears throat> he kind of like periodizes almost throughout the year so we'll just kind of pick like certain races so lumberjack was one of them good um and then so well done thank you what way to uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> execute yeah he put on my race schedule crush everyone exclamation point nice <laughs> so i think we did pretty good with that and <laughs> check crush <laughs> yep, everyone check exactly <laughs> um <laughs> and then i've got or shore next month nice so that's a big money race, so that's always brings some good competition. Very good. I got second place last um, last time, so 2019. Yeah. So oh, cool. Be cool to hang up there with the front ladies this year. Yeah. And then um, doing Oz Trails Fest um, down in Bentonville, Arkansas. Okay. So that's the epic race um, series, and yeah, like Kate Courtney might show up, but you know. Um, a lot of pro ladies sure. that are pretty legit. So um, the course should suit me pretty well because it's kind of like, um, you know, some more West Michigan style, like punchy single track. Mm -hmm. I've never rode down there before, but probably go down a little early and check out the course and stuff like that too. So when, when exactly is that? Uh, that's October. Okay. So, so you got a bit before. Yeah. Uh, speaking of October, are you going to do Barry? Yeah, for sure doing the 62 miler oh the, the competitive one yeah just try to see how everything can shake out with fast ladies so yeah mm -hmm. yeah well, fantastic anything yeah. else you want to uh just did well we're gonna do um Iceman and everything too so of course it's always cool to be able to ride with pro women because like so many races you're just like in the mix of the guys and it's just like well i guess i'm just hanging out with the guys all day yeah. so it's cool to have those races that the ladies are separated and you get to yeah battle it out with fast ladies definitely mm -hmm. well that's great and yeah. uh you are considered one of those fast ladies so yeah <laughs> great to see uh your success and sure. uh yeah good luck for the rest of the season what about you what are some races coming up um i signed up for water moo okay um I think that's the next one that I'm doing. So that's end of, no, let me, that's in August. Okay. That's in August. Yeah. But then like as soon as, and then, and then it's just like hits. So like right. a ton of stuff. So mm -hmm. Watermoo, I'm going to go down to Belgian Waffle Ride, Asheville. Nice. Sweet. Um, and then when coming back, I think there's in September, there's a Moran 166 up yep. in uh, Moran in the yep. UP. <laughs> um, and then October, Barry, mm -hmm. Iceman. I think I'm gonna go out to Sea Otter oh, nice. in October, and cool. uh, there's all sorts of like racing opportunities there. So nice. I think they have a gravel race new for this year. So cool. um, I'm excited to I'm excited just to be out there, yeah, just to kind of check out the whole scene. But um, that's California, get, right? Yeah, uh, nice. boy, it's not San Diego. I, I, I have Belgian waffle ride in yeah. my mind. It's Northern California, like Monterey okay. or something like that. Nice, um, Santa Barbara. Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I should know better. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So kind of like the, I kind of took a did a lot in the spring. Mm -hmm. Haven't really done too much recently. Mm -hmm. And uh, but then we'll hit it hard. Kind of end of this end of the mm -hmm. summer, early fall. Yeah. Which most races have kind of moved toward. So. Yep. 
Um, Barry, of course. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to Barry. My brother is coming out from Philly to, okay. to ride it with me. We're doing the 100, so cool. that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and Iceman, yep. cap it all off, so. Nice. Very cool. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, um, yeah, hitting us up and uh, wanting to talk more about this. For sure. Yeah, it's always good to have more ladies because I feel like, yeah, there's good inspiration to come from watching other ladies. Like the first time I went to Lumberjack, actually, I was standing in line with this lady, uh, Chase Edwards, that she was like, I'm going to try to chase down the world or the national championship. And and I was just like, oh, like I'd be happy just to finish this race. Like <laughs> that was, you know, 2016 or something. And I was helping out because my husband was doing the race and I was just like, why are all these people just like going through these aid stations? Like there's so much good food here. Like <laughs> what is wrong with these people? But yeah, sure enough, Chase ended up winning and I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. This lady just was like, yeah, had this big goal and accomplished it and just kept following her progress and stuff too. And nice. Yeah, it's just good to have other ladies to watch their progress and everything too yeah i guess like uh real quick before we finish mm -hmm. up then um do, do you have any um suggestions or or uh advice mm -hmm. for any other women that are looking maybe maybe intimidated about mm -hmm. a uh, very male dominated yeah, sport for sure um especially like some of these uh, mass starts where mm -hmm it's the majority male, like yep. what would you say to someone wanting to get into either mountain biking or gravel riding? Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would just say like seek out different ladies like group rides and stuff mm -hmm. cause yeah, there's usually a mix of people and it's just fun to like, you know, follow somebody else through the woods and just like see a lady just like clean a rock garden or go off a little jump or something like that. Like I feel like that can be way more impactful than just like following guys around and just like trying to hold their wheel sometimes so I think it's good to mix it up obviously but having those women to kind of do skills clinics with or um, just learn different skills can go a long ways and also Jill Martindale puts on skirts in the dirt so that's a really cool race that's women only so it's you know pretty low-key like not intimidating so that's a good way to get started that was my first mountain bike race so i would definitely encourage ladies to either do something like that or just maybe sign up with another female and just be able to train together and nice. stuff like that so yeah i think yeah. finding kind of getting plugged into the right yep. community and yep. it's it's out there i know in mm -hmm. our area we have quite a few women that are um really active and, and also very helpful to yep. and, and looking for people to get involved mm -hmm. and other women to get involved yeah. and then uh, to find that community and to be able to, uh, to, to help everyone out in that way. Mm -hmm. That's great. So, yeah. All right. Thank you, Julie. You're welcome. Thanks. It was nice to spend the day by the river and yeah, chat with you guys about all the awesome Michigan racing that has returned because most definitely yeah, it was a little bit of a bummer last year, but yeah, it's pretty full on, like you said, this fall, but have a little breather over the summer, so. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. 
Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. Call our hotline, 616-522-2641. If you are enjoying the podcast, leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen. A huge thank you to Julie Metema for sharing her story about Lumberjack and Coast to Coast, and also for Dustin Derrick for joining the podcast as well. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack.